It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Welcome to Lighthouse Bay Podcast, where we are moving forward in truth and love. I'm Lauren Green, Chief Religion Correspondent for Fox News Channel and author of the book, Lighthouse Faith. Well, the world of artificial intelligence, or AI, um, is getting a lot of attention these days, and more so for its dangers. Lots of talk about the negative impact it will have on our culture, especially a culture that is thriving more and more on secular individualism. Um, but it, that's not what we're meant for, Right. God created us to live in community and to help with the flourishing of humanity. Can AI be a tool for that, or will it always work against that? Well, a company called Glue is looking to give AI a much better reputation with the recent launch of AI and the Church Hub. Glue is a technology platform that looks to connect pastors with various digital online content. It, its focus is to make technology serve humanity for its thriving. Now, Scott Beck is the CEO and founder of Glue, and he joins me now. Welcome, Scott. Thank you. Great to be here. Thanks for having me, Warren. Well, you're you're just one of these people um, you, you, with the Midas touch, really, with some pretty well-known businesses. You've got Blockbuster, Boston Market, Einstein Bagels. Tell me about all of that. This is prior to Glue, right? Yeah, we've been we've been blessed. We've been um, in business for forty years. Teresa and myself, my wife, of uh, almost forty years. Uh, we've been we've been in business across a lot of great industries. You know, we were at Blockbuster Video Store One all the way to Store Seven Thousand when we sold that to Viacom in nineteen ninety three. We we were blessed to be able to be involved and in, in, in start Einstein Bagels and you know, a bunch of those others that you, you mentioned. And so it's just been a great journey, you know, and, and being able to be CEO or president of those those companies taught us a lot, you know, about what does it mean to put infrastructures underneath industries so that they could all get the benefit of their scale. How is it that you have this expertise to look at a business to see how it could just do better and be better? Because these businesses are not related. I mean, bagels and videos. I mean, they're just not related. How do you how do you have this this expertise? Well, it's interesting in, in, in that, yes, they're very different from a consumer standpoint, but at the basics, it's, it's their service locations. And those service locations need to be connected together so that they can get the benefit of their collective strength. So that's really what we've been an expert in, is understanding different service industries, putting infrastructures underneath those industries, and letting those industries gain the strength of their collective. That's that's really what we know how to do. And although it's been a lot of different industries, for sure, at some level, it's a lot of the same stuff. But it sounds so simple when you say it, but it's not simple for just the regular Joe out here who's trying to put a business together, what is what is the thing you see that makes you see a business differently? Yeah, well, a couple of things. We, we, we definitely had um, the, the blessing of being able to have small amounts of data 
and see into the future, right? Pick up all these one blockbuster video store and say, hey, there should be a lot of these, or see the bagel trend. Hey, there needs to be there needs to be more of these, right? So part of it is being able to see the future, and we we've, we've been blessed to to be able to do that uh, reasonably well. But then it's systems. You have to be a systems thinker because you know we keep applying different types of systems, and then those systems really allow these things to scale. And if you look at the one level of expertise, it is being able to identify trends and then get good systems and infrastructures underneath those trends to be able to let all of those local entrepreneurs scale and flourish. What? Tell me what glue is, because when the name first appeared, I was just perplexed. What is glue? All right. Glue is a technology platform that releases the collective might of the big C church. And Lauren, when I say the big C church, what I'm talking about are all the churches, but I'm also talking about all the other ministries, the campus ministries, the relationship ministries, the marriage ministries, financial, vocational, recovery, behavioral health ministries. And what we do is we connect all those organizations, the people, the content, the programs, and the funding in order for them to be able to change more lives. Ultimately, what that does is it allows the people to flourish and communities to thrive. And that's what glue is. I, tell me how it works, because before I get before we get to AI and the church hub, I want to tell me how glue works, because I want to really get inside this and understand what's really happening here. Yeah, well, there's a couple different simple examples of how that that all works together. So, for instance, one of the things that Glue can do, once you connect all of the, this ecosystem, you can run cooperative advertising. Think Got Milk, okay? Got Milk, that's just a bunch of dairy guys that are all putting money together and then somebody being able to run uh, cooperative advertising over that, that ecosystem. Well, that's one of the things that Glue does, is we basically combine dollars from all these different churches. We're over 30,000 churches right now. And then we're able to be able to, run advertising. That advertising then gets people to be able to, you know, go to a website. That website then is able to to know enough about those people that want to get connected to a local service, and we can connect them to a local service, a, a service like a church or a service like a marriage ministry or, you know, a behavioral health. Um, so tell me how AI and the church hub fits into all this. Well, the, the church hub itself is, is really a collection. You can think of the hub as almost like an app store for all the things that are going on in faith and AI. So you can, be, you can go there and you can find videos and podcasts and the most recent events. You can explore the different types of technologies, things like you know um, things to be able to help sermons or things to be able to help in translation. You can, you can find a feed so that you can be kept up on the latest things that are happening in, in the faith ecosystem and AI. You can also go there now and be part of a survey. We're, we're running a survey across the faith ecosystem with about you know 15 different partners. And so you can be part of that. So what we really see it as is like an app store where we're bringing content and, and, and applications and different events all together, one place where pastors can stay um, abreast of everything that's going on. 
The, the whole idea was that this is about technology serving humanity and not humanity serving technology and, uh, you know, for human flourishing. How does that help? And you were ta- we, we, we talked with Eric, just um, the, the pastor, Eric, um, a while back, and he talked about the possibilities of saving somebody's life like a suicide prevention almost. I mean, and we know suicide has become a really real big problem. Um, And one of the things that Pastor Eric talked about was if only, if only we could have talked to that person because there were always telltale signs. Does, Does the glue platform, is that designed to help prevent that sort of thing from happening? That there is a possibility that, that the system will recognize somebody who is contemplating suicide and then start getting the word out to maybe local pastors and local suicide prevention or something. How does that work? How can it work? It's great. So the way the answer is absolutely yes. One of the things that we do at Glue is we're in the process every, literally every day, uh, there's a thousand people that are coming into the Glue platform. And one of the first things that we do when those people that need help, they need services, they're looking for something, right? They get routed into glue. And one of the things that we can do then is we immediately apply AI to listen to the message. And if the message has got the keywords, you know, such as suicide or, you know, I want to end my life or those types of things, within a moment, we're able to go ahead and and, and, and route those people into, let's say, a suicide prevention ministry. Well, we, we may also then route those people into a relationship ministry or into a local church. But that routing is happening right now over 1,000 people a day. And about 3% uh, we're routing into crisis. So there's about 30 to 40 people a day. And, in, and, and before we applied AI to that, Lauren, we, it would take usually two hours uh, for us to manually process all of that. Once we applied AI, it went from two hours to less than a minute. Wow. Wow. This is really about saving lives, saving marriages, saving community. Is this what it's about? Yeah, I mean, first principles is we're designed for relationship, right? We're designed for relationship with God. We're designed for relationship with one another. And so... We believe that there's a moral imperative to be able to bring technology in alignment with God's principles. And one of those principles is relationship. So the technology is all about one person helping another person. How do we bring technology as a superpower underneath that relational interaction? Not to replace the relationship, but to augment it, to support it, to bring superpowers into into the relationship. Um. A lot of talk about the dangers of AI, um, that there's a lot there. I've not heard really a lot about any positive aspects of AI. I've only heard about the fears. What do you say to people who have all these fears of artificial intelligence um, and what it's what it could happen to? Like, you know, every computer becoming Dave, you know, or Hal, whatever it was (laughs) in 2001 Space Odyssey. So a couple of things. Number one, people have excitement and people have concerns. And, and they're both a- absolutely valid. And, you know, so number one, we have to acknowledge that there are concerns out there. And we need to be addressing that. You know, 
we don't believe that God is, is surprised by AI. Don't think that he was surprised by the printing press. Don't think he was surprised by the television. Don't think he was surprised by the internet. And we don't think, okay? So, but we do have a moral responsibility and a moral, we think as a moral imperative to be able to get advanced technologies for good done right, okay? Now, in order to do that, that's going to take that's going to take a lot of work. That's going to take a lot of attention to privacy and security, okay, and and the responsible use of these types of technology. It's absolutely critical that we're we're on that. We're thinking about it. And there's a number of things that we're doing. We're working um, with many other organizations to create a trust council. So we do have a council of academics and practitioners of of technical expertise across the ecosystem to set standards so that those standards can basically be there to be able to address trust and, and, and this responsible use of technology. You know, tomorrow, or um, I don't know when this is running, but on um, um, Tuesday, July 11th, um, the Senate is having a briefing on AI. And the the briefers really are including um, Director of National Intelligence, uh, Deputy Secretary of Defense, uh, Director of the White House Office of Science and Technology, uh, the Chief Digital and AI Officer of the Department of Defense. I mean, these are huge kind of operations, and it also shows the level of concern in um, as a security measure of understanding AI. Are, do you have those concerns as well? As I said, there are there are excitement and concerns around AI, and we absolutely need to be paying attention to both. And we need to bring a lot of diligence to to the process. We we want to be really careful in terms of how we're thinking about the application of it. And as we said, you know, we want to bring we want to bring AI into the support of a relationship, not get in the way or replace a relationship. You know, God, uh, God's got relationship with all these different pastors and all these different people that are in these churches and the people just in, in home every day. And, you know, AI needs to not get in the way of that relationship. We absolutely need to avoid that. But it needs to be able to support the relationship. And if it can do those, those things that we were talking about earlier, to better match one person to another so that that one person can help the growth of another if it can, if it can help a pastor in terms of, you know, reducing their workload and, uh, you know, in, in certain types of ways, then, you know, those are things that are good. But, you know, there's, there's, there's concerns as well. And we need to just stay vigilant on all of that, focus on the responsible use. Um, we're going to take a break right now with uh, White House Faith Podcast. We'll be right back with Scott Beck of Glue. Be right back. Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie, formerly known as Angie's List your go-to home services, marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you, it's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations, or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze 
to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. And we are now back with Scott Beck, who is the CEO and founder of Glue. And Glue um, is a technology platform, and I'm going to let you say it again. Scott, what is Glue? Glue is a technology platform that releases the collective might of the big C church. Now, Lauren, when I say Big C Church, what I'm talking about are not only all the churches, but also all those other ministries, the campus ministries, the relationship ministries, the marriage ministries, financial, vocational, recovery, behavioral health, suicide prevention, all those other ministries. And what Glue does is it connects the organizations, the people, the content, and the funding all together to be able to change more lives so that ultimately people flourish and communities thrive. Now, one of the things that um, I was given in notes is that this is not a religious organization, but it sounds like there are a lot of faith-based undertones and overtones to what's going on here. How is it not a faith-based organization? Well, we're, we're a for-profit company. We're, we, we would consider ourselves a, a secular organization, but we serve many, many religious organizations. And I can tell you, Teresa and myself, from our standpoint, you know, we, we serve because we think that was is what Jesus would call us to do. But we serve across faith-based organizations and non-faith-based organizations. There are a lot of recovery centers that we're working with right now. There are secular recovery centers. We're, we're giving the recovery centers the same types of tools. And there's a giant overlap between, you know, the secular ecosystem and, you know, which are the... The, that that sort of overall industry and and the faith the faith system there's these big overlaps so we are you know a a, a for-profit um, company but we serve a lot of not-for-profit companies across the faith ecosystem and we're proud of so. now you said that 30 about 30,000 churches are part of glue right now and when I went on the website just like a couple hours ago there was like 24,000 so uh, the numbers haven't increased or they just increased you know 6,000 in the space of two hours so what is it how many churches are coming on daily we we have about 120 churches signing up a day and our website's always about a month behind so we're 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 over 30 we're probably 32,000 right now wow how are they hearing about it? How are they even connected to it? I, you know, a hundred churches a day. That's, you know, in, in the in the faith world, that's like spreading like wildfire. Yeah, it really is spreading like wildfire. Fire, and the reason is is because there are simple, practical things for them to get there, like the the AI hub, right? So, church and AI hub is there where they can get all access to all these different types of resources. They understand the the tools that are out there, the most recent content. You know, what are all the events that are going on? But then, you know, also, if you want to get things from the chosen, if you want to look at uh, the different types of uh, um, uh, 
video clips and 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 reading plans and you know those different things from the chosen you're going to find those inside of move you're going to find things from he gets us um you know one of the, that big advertising campaign that's really doing such a great job of um, raising the respect and relevance of jesus in our in our culture um so there's a lot of different uh partners that are using blue and those partners are actually critical to driving the sign up of all of those churches so yeah you know, i would say you know a year ago we were probably 30 churches a day now we're 120 churches a day and there's some days where we're over 400 churches wow so how much do churches pay to be a part of glue i mean it's a for-profit company right so they must be paying there are a number of different financial models that we work with sometimes it's the sponsors that pay you know because they want to get their content into the churches and have it be free for the churches so sometimes sponsors pay sometimes churches pay and they would pay for certain types of advanced communication technologies you know we would we we have free sms texting for churches as an example so all churches get free sms texting but if they wanted to get advanced um certain analytics they may pay for those or they may pay to be part of the explorer program to be able to receive these different types of what we call explorer which are just people looking for help uh, another way that 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 we get paid is if somebody's providing premium content or premium programs over our platform then we would get paid for that as well an example of that is barna barna is a research company it's sort of like the gallup of the faith ecosystem mm -hmm. and barna free content on the platform, but they've got premium content on the platform. So when Barna has their premium content, then we would get a rev share on that. Just like in the Apple's app, app store, some stuff is free, some stuff is premium. The premium stuff, Apple gets a little bit of money. So how does a church decide they want to be a part of Glue? How do they do it? Well, if you want to be part of Glue, you go to Glue.us, or you would see an advertisement for Glue.us, or one of our partner sites would direct you to glue.us. And once you're at glue.us, you know, you go ahead and you check it out. It's really easy to join. Um, you join for free. There's massive amounts of, of free resources that are available, free texting that are available. And then there's also premium things that are there as well. How did you even think about this? I mean, wh when did you think that this kind of company would flourish first of all but that this kind of company was needed well teresa you know, as i said teresa and i my wife we've been we've been hanging out for over 50 years we've been married for almost 40. and um you know when we <clears throat> when we were blessed and we were able to sell blockbuster to viacom we made made some money in that and we set up a family foundation we started supporting ministries and we supported those ministries for you know 15 to 20 years and after a while it just became obvious to us <clears throat> that if those ministries were ultimately going to be able to take advantage of technologies they were going to have to get connected to a common set of infrastructures so for us as donors we were frustrated because we didn't see the synergies we didn't see the the economies of scale that we saw in other industries and we saw too much silo silos in the churches themselves. So that's 15 years ago, we started talking about it. And 13 years ago, we started Glue to be able to solve those problems on behalf of the global faith and personal growth ecosystems. You know, 
it's you say it's not AI. It's not you. It's not an AI organization, but you're using AI technology. How is it related to AI technology? In that, obviously, it says AI in the church hub. So there's AI involved here. Yeah, there definitely is AI involved in a lot of things that we do. So <clears throat> first of all, connecting people, the right people to the right organizations. As I mentioned earlier, that used to take us hours when somebody would come in and they would basically be looking like for the right right type of organization. Well, now with AI, we apply AI and we're able to route that immediately. Suggesting content. If there's a person on the front line, that's a person that's, let's say, interacting with one of, an attendee in a church or somebody that is exploring. Um, likewise, just in time, um, we use AI to drive just in time recommendations of content based on how that conversation is going. Um, same thing, our SMS texting platform uses AI. If somebody calls in the middle of the night or texts in the middle of the night and they're looking to get a, a question answered like, what time is, is, the, is the church service? Or are you doing this? Or what are your social media handles? We're using AI to basically be able to respond real time to those types of requests in the middle of the night. I know you've kind of talked about this before, but I still have this thought that are you in control of the technology or is the control the, the technology still in control? Because that's, I think, the dangers people talk about with artificial intelligence. Are you totally in control or does the system at some point decide that it has its own brain? We absolutely need to keep AI in the hands of humans, not robots. Okay, we've got to keep AI supporting those relational interactions. Humans need to be making the decisions ultimately, not the machines. And how do you prevent that from ever happening? Because it only takes one rogue to kind of go off the rails and create an entity that basically is on its own. I mean, we've seen that with things like um, chat, what, chat GPT or something like that. And, you know, oh, give me a... Give me an obit on somebody, 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 and within 60 seconds, it has written an entire obit, no journalist involved at all. So how do you keep it from doing that? Well, those tools are out there. So then the question is, how do you put those tools in support of a person that then is 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 looking at that information and then making their own judgments on top of it? So if that's, a, that's where I think it's really critical. It's got to be a tool for a person as opposed to a replacement of the person. Mm. This is a fascinating. What is it you want people mostly to understand about glue? I, I think the thing that, to, to understand about glue is that ultimately it's important to release the collective mind of the church, right? The church being siloed, <clears throat> it just can't take advantage of its cooperative energies, its cooperative promotion, its cooperative um, buying, it's cooperative investment, you know, a cooperative marketplace. We've got to be able to bring those efficiencies to the church. And so, you know, from our, our standpoint, that's our heart. Our heart is to serve the church. We love the, what we call champions. We use this term called champions. A champion is a person that's trying to say, you know, serve another person. It's one person serving another person. It's the millions helping the millions. It's releasing the latent energy of the people in the pews and the people behind the screens so that one person can help another person become all that they were born to be. That's what glue is all about, putting infrastructures underneath this ecosystem 
so the church can get the benefit of its collective might, so that we can get the millions serving millions, so that we can get capital moving in the most efficient manner possible, ultimately for flourishing people and thriving communities. Tell me about your faith, because I know that you have a great faith, but where does your faith come from and how important is it to you? Well, I mean, for Teresa and I, our faith is, is, is everything. It's where we, it's, it's, it's the basis of our relationship and the basis of how we relate to the rest of the world. You know, you have to, the most important question that you, you, you need to answer and, and is, you know, is there a God? And then the second one is, you know, did that God create me? And then the third one is like, what does that God have in mind for me, right? And so once you, it, it's like first principles. Once you move through those first principles, which which Teresa and I both did, then, you know, our our life is not our own. Our life is to basically be a tool, to be an instrument in the hands of God, to be able to accomplish his purposes for his glory. And oh, by the way, it transforms us in the process, which we're grateful for. It's amazing that businesses in this day and age have a faith-based and appropriate a for-profit kind of business. This is actually quite amazing, and it's it's something we don't see very often in today's sort of very money-driven um, economy or consumerism economy. You realize that? Yeah, well, we are a unique company. There's no question about it. And we have people in our company that believe in <clears throat> in the Christian, Christian traditions, and we have people that, that don't. But that's not the point. The point is, is that we're all called to economy. And that common purpose is to release globally the passion in every person to champion the growth of another so that they both can be all that they were born to be. Because that's what we're all about. We're about making it easy for one person to champion the growth of another. We're all about creating connectivity of those organizations, the people, the content, the funding, to be able to scale that across the globe. We're all for breaking down the silos in between churches and the different ministries so they can efficiently work together, so that they can all be part of the body and God's purposes can be accomplished. Scott Beck, CEO, founder of Glue. Where do people find out more information about Glue? Glue.us. Thank you so much for being on Lighthouse Faith Podcast. It's really been a blessing. Thank you. Really appreciate the time, time Lauren. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. Amazon Prime members can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music app or just hit the follow button on your favorite podcast player. And thank you all for listening to Lighthouse Faith Podcast. I'm Lauren Green. Have a blessed day. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in freefall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.